and welcome back to Often Wrong, Never in Doubt with Montgomery West. I'm your host, Montgomery West, and today we are joined by the amazing, wonderful, talented, sexy Emily Quinn. Hey guys, what's up? Um, I thought I would make, yeah, I thought I would make the intro a little bit more advanced. I've just been doing a little, mm, these are the people who are here today, but I was like, no, we have to give a more grand lead up. I get, I get like the red carpet. That's good yeah. to know. Yeah, deserved. Um, how are you doing today, this week, this month? I'm not doing much. I'm knitting. I've been knitting all day. Um, other than that, I had like five cups of tea today. Um, that's kind of what I did today. But I'm starting a job, starting my job tomorrow. So my life is finally like going to have purpose, which is really great. We love that. Um, yeah, so I'm excited for that. Oh, and I've been sewing because I have, like, I'm supposed to do, like, a whole fashion show collection type thing, and I hadn't done anything until this week, really, but, like, yeah, so I pretty much finished it, though, this week. Um, Is that for school? I just had to, yeah, and so it's, like, not, it's only, like, three outfits, and I don't know. We're making a website, so it's going to be cooler. We're not doing a really long video. Um, and so I think our fashion show is actually going to be cool. But I, like, realized I just completely, I just sit and, like, stare during class. So I, like, really have not been getting any work done. Um, I've been doing quite a lot of that. And I realized, I thought, I feel like I've been saying this to everyone, but I re- I thought I knew what senioritis felt like when we started this school year because we're online. So obviously there's a lot less to do. But as soon as you commit to college, that like added layer of senioritis is way more advanced and extreme than I could ever have prepared for. Yeah, it's like I seriously like it's so hard for me to try and do every little small thing. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I definitely thought I had senioritis at the start of the year, but like that was when I was like doing work and putting my camera on and now I've like given up. Like, but it's like fine. It's fine because it doesn't matter, but that's the issue because I realized that like none of it matters um, at this point. And I just have to finish this project, the caption project and like AP art, like just two things that would literally take me a weekend to wrap up and I still can't. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I just refuse to, like, I, yeah, just refuse to do anything that's expected of me. And it's kind of rough. And and the thing is, I'm getting away with it, too. Like, I was just not checking my grades for the longest because I just hadn't been doing anything. And I got all, I got, like, all Bs and two As. So, like, obviously not doing anything is okay. But, like, I'm kind of, like, nervous to start college Mm -hmm. um and like jump into all this work after like just doing nothing but I also think like I'm like there's nothing really expected of us and it just kind of feels useless right now and I'm like excited to learn stuff in college you know yeah I like justify it by that like oh I know I'm gonna be excited in four months when I go away and I'm learning things that are very specifically applicable to what I'm interested in or like whatever my degree is but on that note, that does make me not feel like anything I'm doing right this second is worthwhile, even though it's like, 
if I just did things, I definitely would, the time would pass by and it would be fine and I would get things done and I, it would be a fruitful experience to actually do schoolwork. But yeah, I'd probably feel good about myself. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and it's really weird because I think I was like a little bit too productive, like for the rest of high school. Like I kind of didn't know what to do with myself other than apply myself towards grades and stuff like that just because I it's like a very clear tangible representation of myself like that number or the letter or whatever so like that's what I was doing most of high school and then now that I'm kind of like oh I kind of fell off in terms of like why I'm even doing it it's like I still have A's just because of the way that my classes are laid out but it's like oh my god my sophomore year self was doing way better in terms of like someone who's put together and doing things yeah me too which is like to think about it but like overall I'm so much more of a product more productive person and I'm doing things like I'm filling my time by doing things I like I feel like yeah no I definitely think like like even though they're kind of like they can be kind of boring but like I'm definitely not just like not doing any school and then just spending my time like being sad like I'm like like you know like I I don't know it's kind of I feel like it's been great to not have school because I can because I kind of didn't like it like I didn't really like it anyway so I've just I guess I've just been trying to like learn new things like learn how to knit and then and that just like took up so much time and trying to find like activities that are very time consuming is a very like I'm making a rug it's taken me forever but like great because I have so much time (laughs) yeah for me because uh in like being an underclassman and whatnot I would I would be doing all the assignments like to the full extent to like prove my worth to the teacher or whatever or like to myself but I would be wishing that I had time to like do projects or things that are more long-term and fulfilling and now is when I do have time and I just I have the time, but I just like, I'm like, wow, I am a bit, just a bit maybe burnt out and like, can't even like fathom. Like I have so much time to be working on and developing my own artistic self. Every time I have a moment of peace, I'm like, I think I should stare out the window for five hours. Yes. Also, I'm like, well, I'll do that in college, which is very soon. So yeah, I'm like, oh, I'll have the summer. And I'm like, it basically is the summer. Like I live, I think I live in the present pretty well me too in terms of like I can just sit and like be with myself and be like I'm happy existing right now but whenever I think about like my productivity it's always like a I'm gonna do this amazing project and I'm like these projects are happening now like I can be doing applying myself to these projects that I've taken on right this second yeah and I should be but because we're currently like doing your senior project now yeah I I don't really know what I'm planning on doing for that. Um, Can't you just do your fashion show? I think, okay, basically, I think I'm going to come up with this, like, presentation of, like, how to shop in the Bay Area. Like, how I do it, how to shop completely sustainably in the Bay Area and in other places. But I want, because there's, like, so many amazing resources in the Bay Area that, like, I know about because I just, like, explore shops and stuff but like and shops and other things but like um so I'm gonna try to get like a list of that together 
like places I go for like art materials and stuff too um because I'm trying to like not buy anything new this year and um I don't know so I'm gonna try to come up with something like that and then I'm doing this fashion show project and I'm gonna have like a photo shoot with it in my room and I'm gonna use that photo shoot from my Castleman final project for mm. my senior capstone mm. project and okay. for my fashion show exactly all my, like I'm just saying I'm I'm that's adulting that is hashtag adulting that's what you yeah. do as a college student like it's being productive and and so hopefully like that'll be cool but I'm like telling myself I'm gonna do that but I should start but yeah, yeah. um that's kind of like with my AP art thing it's like yes I've been making pieces all year under this theme of reimagining historical art so I've you know experimented with like cutting up and collaging magazines that are from like the 50s 60s 70s etc with you know magazines from more recently and I've kind of created like quite the collection for myself and so I've been having fun with that and then also painting and drawing things that are like inspired by old art so I've been doing the you know I've been hitting the overall assignment but now I need to like sit down and actually write type up the thing that I'm going to submit May 20th and I'm just like oh no everything is bad and I can't do it anymore but I know I can't it's just like I'm just gonna sit down one day and do it and then it's really gonna be fine and that's true with kind of every task period regardless of if it's for school or not like you end up really just like hyping up in your head how much of an effort you're gonna have to put into every little thing and then you just do it end up just finishing it and then when you're finished you're like oh okay like and which is like a good feeling what is the theme for your fashion collection kind of like knitwear and because I'm trying to learn I'm learning how to knit I'm currently making like a bonnet like a baby bonnet but Mm. like like for like for my big head Mm. um and and I knitted a vest and a tank top and I made this like sleeve and I'm making but I'm combining like knit and um fabric together so I'm like gonna do like dresses with like knit sleeves and I'm making this cool dress with terry cloth but um yeah I'm excited and I made yeah I made like some purple pants I got like I've gotten most everything that I've like sewn and knit with from scrap um which has been so much fun Um, I love scrap I'm a scrap scrap. stan as well very good art supplies and kind of anything really yeah um for anyone listening scrap is like a recycled craft store in like Bayview um and it's super cheap and has like awesome art materials and you can find like literally anything there um yeah so that's kind of I don't really know what my theme is I'm kind of just like experimenting learning how to knit and then just putting that all together um I think that's valuable enough experimentation yeah, it's is like, kind of it's a process it's kind of in of in it of itself like a valid theme yeah also like the fact like it's so hard to find inspiration right now for me especially because like class is so boring and I'm not leaving so I'm trying to just like use up all this stuff in my house like before I move um because that's also like I have so much stuff and I want to like try to 
use all my like I don't really know I didn't even think about that though like the amount of art supplies I have that I'm yeah because like, I cannot stuff. I cannot bring it with me and I don't want my parents to just like have to just like deal with all of my art supplies because it's a lot so I'm trying to like go through it right now kind of yeah I mean my mom's a hoarder so like I know she'll just put everything in our little space that we just call under the house even though it's like in my basement but it's a door and it's just like a pocket of space that's like inside the basement of my house that's like everything from my childhood and whatnot and like couch seats just like kind of everything so I know Uh she will definitely like save stuff it's more that I'm like what am I actually gonna need because there's quite a stuff like I'm looking around right now there's quite a lot of stuff that's lying around that I'm like do I use those have I used those in years I don't know um it's hard to know what I'm gonna need because like I kind of know the curriculum and it doesn't seem like it's really super visual arts based but like Mm -hmm. you know you're sitting in your dorm like kind of want to draw right now it would kind of suck to have to go to somewhere like blick which is super fucking pricey yeah just like buy a whole new set of stuff you know yeah I am excited to like leave with nothing though kind of like I'm really excited to like restart my bedroom and like the stuff I have I definitely need to think about like what I'm gonna bring because my bedroom is quite full of like posters or things that just like make me feel comfortable or I just like the way that it fills up the space and they sort of feel like little pieces of me the posters and whatnot um sorry podcast listeners you can't see what I got going on but that being said I guess they are pretty portable I can like roll them up and whatnot yeah but yeah definitely cool having choices with like clothing because I feel like I'm holding on to a lot of stuff that if I was forced to leave behind half of what I have it would be for the best but like because I'm here for the next four months like thinking of what I need to give away and whatnot is just a lot harder because it's like I don't know I could randomly want to wear my cropped Garfield shirt from Ross and I haven't worn it in a year so like who knows I might not ever wear that I think we need to do like a clothing swap or something. I was talking to someone else about that today and um, it's very necessary and we have so much stuff. That would be like a really good thing to do before we leave, I think. Yeah, I think Um, one of uh, Simone's friends is hosting like a flea market slash clothing swap like May 22nd or something. I wish I had all the information oh. so I could share to my listeners as well. But that is what I remember of it. Maybe I'll plug okay, it well, later. Yeah, when you get more information, let us know. Yeah, for sure. Because clothing swaps, like not only is it sustainable because, you know, you're giving away stuff that like people in your direct community will be taking. It's also just fun because like you've yeah. always wanted to see your friends or like mutuals on Instagrams like closets and then to be able to go and just see it and be like, oh my God, I would have never found this. Like I think when you guys, you and Alyssa started your like sustainable fashion club for what, like two weeks last year? Yeah, it just like <laughs> we just like are not organized people and we learned. That's fine, but it was fine because we had a clothing swap in like one of the first ones and I got like two shirts that I kind of wear a lot from there. I have this like little angel top that I'm like, this is cute. And I'm like, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have found that or I wouldn't have bought that myself because it was probably from like Forever 21, but like you know I got it from someone else so it was like yeah yeah I can wear this it's so yeah it's so much fun also just like 
when everyone just brings stuff and then it's like free too it's like this is great then you don't have to spend money speaking of clothing we could talk about the met gala that's apparently happening i don't know if it's happening on time but i believe no it's not okay it's happening in like september i believe oh damn i think but that gives us plenty of time to predict whatever the fuck american fashion is i think that's the theme yeah which Uh, i can only think of like you know those like american flag loose halter top t-shirts and then like light wash like acid wash like booty short jeans that are like frayed at the ends like and cowboy boots like i can't think of anything but what miley cyrus was wearing in party in the usa i just think they could have gone with like anything more interesting and i was like reading some articles about it and they were like american fashion is like starting to be like like americans are pioneering things right now and they're like kicking it off with sustainability and stuff but like how is that gonna are we I feel like it's not I don't know but I also feel like it's not a great theme like because if I were okay my opinion of the Met Gala is even with assignments such as camp that are actually so specific or like so so doable but like you know like really could be really well done like most people missed that they didn't really understand or like what are some other ones like the heavenly bodies one like that one is even more obvious and st- people still end up kind of like fucking around so like what are you going to do with something that's kind of as weak as american fashion like are we going to be seeing like a bunch of american flags like that's because I-, I don't think that's even like american fashion like i don't know it's not i like because there are going to be so many people turning up to this and that yeah, there's definitely going to be some really ridiculous ones. I feel like, is it going to be, like, 2013 Coachella core? Like, what are we yeah, talking like, about? American Like, fashion? millennial fashion, like, sweatpants. Like, that's the kind of stuff we have pioneered in the past. I don't know why. I have, like, a visceral image of those, like, bikini bras that are, like, neon with, like, the black lining. Yeah, I have one. I don't have one, but I realize, like, those are the colors I wear. I mean, I'm wearing all gray right now. This is, like, a comfy fit. But, like, when I see clothing online that I'm, like, I need to get that, it's, like, aquamarine, neon green, neon pink, like, bright colors right now. And I'm just kind of, like, is this, am I going through something? Should we be, like, Maybe we need to bring it back for you. Maybe, maybe I should give you my one. I remember I got mine at Target um in I don't know yeah like 2013 probably I got it for a camping trip because like this boy I had a crush on was going and Mm -hmm. and you need to like pretend you have boobs because it's like a bra yeah because it was push-up it was push-up obviously and like major you know because like and then yeah I I had to be sexy and like on trend because all the girlies, all the hot girlies were wearing those that summer. I own something so. like that, but it's like an a four. I distinctly remember it's like the black lining, but it was like the forest green with like the crochet or no, no, no. The like knitted, like people were adding like knitted embroidered, like trimming to everything. That's oh, also yeah. like American fashion, I guess, mm-hmm. even though it's like definitely not 
from Americans. But like, that's the other weird thing about whatever the fuck American fashion is supposed to mean. Like Americans are not a monolith. Like there's a bunch of cultures that have their own like fashion movements they've started. So I feel like we're gonna be seeing a lot of Y2K attempts and then also like some really good Y2K outfits, but you know. Yeah, cause I, I think that's what I think of when I think of the like American, like how Americans would be portrayed in like other movies and stuff. It's like, if there is any room, if there's any room to miss, someone is going to miss the mark, like extremely. They definitely are. And also, yeah, just because American, like it's a mix of so many cultures and like different trends. I don't know. I feel like we just definitely, like like the designers like Chanel and like Tom Ford, those were the ones they were highlighting in some of the articles. It was like, okay, it's like, fancy menswear suits and like Americans did more like like what they started was like the casual kind of like so like I don't know it's very unclear where it's gonna go I always think about as like a hallmark of Met Gala moments aside from like some great pieces like I'm always thinking about Emily Ratajkowski's like um homage to Cher Mm -hmm. in like the I think that was for camp I thought it was for heavenly bodies for the longest time like maybe that's a little Mandela effect because it kind of looks like it could be but it was definitely for camp because I guess that outfit is a little bit camp my favorite moment is definitely Carly Kloss's tweet where she said she was looking camp in the eye and then she showed up and she was wearing like a gold tarp mini cocktail dress. And my thoughts on that are that obviously the joke is that she didn't, the actual dress, the actual look was not camp. But I think the nuance of it is that her tweeting that she's looking camp straight in the eye with a photo of like her looking in the mirror in her eye, getting us hyped up and then showing up and wearing something that is just terrible. I think that in it of itself is camp. And that's how she got an A on the assignment, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. Because she knew what she was doing, right? Like, there's no way that she... I mean... I th- the, the thing is, is, I can't tell, like, what... I think the reason why it's camp is because she thought she was doing camp with the outfit uh, alone. Like, she was super unironic about her approach to whatever she was wearing. And so she decided, like, she decided to, like, hype it up. I think if she sh- just showed up in the dress and was like, yeah, this is my camp outfit, I don't think it would have been as camp because she's just kind of like sheepishly like, yeah, I guess this is what like my des- what my stylist decided I should show up in. And even if the stylist was thinking about all that, I just, I think it was the whole performance of um, her showing off her outfit that made it, made it kind of camp. Yeah, and hyping it up. Yeah, I agree. There were some weird looks um, for the camp one, but I saw the like exhibit at the Met Gala, which was really cool. Like, cause that all that stuff was like all truly camp, mm-hmm. um, and not just like that like gold dress. <laughs> um, and yeah, no, a lot of people did not like. What What do you think about Harry Styles' like lace? looking it up right like, now okay look it up right now I think you know who I loved from that year I love Dua Lipa I think she looked really cool yeah I agree um, I remember her giant ponytail if I'm correct yeah okay and it, yeah Styles, I don't I just 
I just don't like him really like I, I have I have issues okay I like his music actually like I do think he's a good artist I, I like his sound I like his two bodies of work but mm-hmm. there's something about the cult following on the internet that absolutely turns me all the way away from wanting to even associate myself with him like I just think people the way that people ride for him is like okay are we okay I, can we I don't know I just don't think he's attractive. I think that's the issue. I just don't see it. That's my problem, which isn't like I'm inherently right, but I just feel like an outcast because of that. Yeah. I like, I'm definitely a Harry fan, but I'm definitely not like into the like Stan culture. Yeah. I mean, I noticed that with you in general, like, yeah, you but, are very much yeah. into, I consider you, like, of the people that I know, like, my actual real-life friends, you are the most into Taylor Swift that I can think of. But, that being said, I don't think I would ever catch you dead in any of the Swifty spaces online, which are no. horrifying. I think Swifties yeah. could be voted, like, one of the worst fan bases just out of like the sheer amount of harassing other artists and like harassing people online. Okay, update me on that. I don't even know. I know nothing about the Swifty thing. Okay, that's really funny like that. to me, even though you are a Swifty. Like by on all levels, except for your online presence, like you are a Swifty. You are what a Swifty yeah. should be, honestly, in my mind. So there are some, okay, let's, let me think of some like recent Swifty offenses. Okay, the one that comes to mind is that Netflix show Ginny and Georgia um in that I believe one of the characters Ginny made a joke about like how Taylor Swift has so many boyfriends or something like that but obviously you know a millennial Netflix writer put that in because they were like haha this will this this is like popping and like a bunch of kids will think this is funny but Taylor Swift saw that and was like hey this is a misogynistic joke Netflix not saying like I don't think Taylor herself was in the wrong for being uncomfortable with a joke that was made about her like dating life. That is a pretty outplayed joke. Like I remember in 2014 and 15, that was like a very popular thing, like reason to like be annoyed with her or whatever, even though it's ridiculous. But after she did that, a bunch of Swifties went to the actress, the like 15, 16 year old actress who said that in the show, went to her page and were like harassing her and like threatening her and being like you're so stupid you're so ugly like all this stuff and I don't even think Taylor like publicly denounced any of that or is that the right word I don't know she didn't she didn't like address that at all and even in general like I follow a TikToker who once just like was critiquing the Swifty fandom for like being racist sometimes and people got really really mad at her and like harassing her and threatening her in a very public way and like Taylor is just kind of like crickets because I I don't expect her to know what happens on TikTok but like for her to use Twitter and like show that like whenever she promotes an album she can show us that like she knows how to use the internet she's on the internet (laughs) and then she disappears and then she just disappears when like people get death threats for like just being like oh I don't know like your 13 year old fans are a little bit hostile So, like, obviously not every artist is perfect, and I don't expect Taylor Swift to, like, constantly be, you know, babysitting her fans, but it is sometimes just kind of like a, I kind of want her to dispel it to a certain extent. Like, if she made one big statement that was like, hey guys, let's, come on, come on, like, group huddle, like. Yeah, because, like, you'd think 
that would just shut them up then because like if taylor told them because obviously that's who they're like fighting for they would be embarrassed yeah those 12 13 year olds would be embarrassed if their mommy came in on twitter or instagram and made a notes app sort of address to them that was like you guys are doing too much I, you don't need to promote me like this. This is not promotion. If she said anything along those lines, like, I feel like that would dispel any of that hostility towards like any and everything that seems like it could be anti-Taylor. But yeah. So that fandom's a mess. Uh, I feel like I already covered last episode just in general. There are quite a lot of artists. I mean, especially in pop. A lot of Mm -hmm. artists that like I respect as artists and I like want to engage with I don't want to engage with their fandom really, but like if I show any type of support, I feel like associating with the fandom is like so disgusting. So like, I just can't, but I do like Taylor and Terry, but yeah, that was a long-winded way of me not having an opinion on if his outfit is camp or not. My final, my final thought is that it, I think it's ugly. Oh yeah. I think he's done a lot better in like, like, like a lot of other things like mostly all of the other like appearances how do you feel about his grammy appearance because that was sort of like a uh, controversial not controversial like really controversial more that i just saw a bunch of people being like can we address that this is actually ugly it was his clueless outfit with the scarf the boa oh it the issue i have with it is okay I like what he looked like when he was performing this leather jacket with the sage boa I thought that was actually pretty tasteful okay okay but the purple one the purple one's really bad really bad there's like you have a vest layered underneath that's like salmon and pink with a v-neck and then you have like brown velvet pants I'm pretty sure like velvet or corduroy something and just like there's nothing okay here's a full body pic there is nothing there's nothing that ties it together like absolutely nothing that ties it together. Yeah. The vessel looks really skin colored. Um, <laughs> always a bad move. Always a bad yeah, move. always a bad move. Like we should just stay away from that. Well, you should you should just and, commit to either not wearing anything underneath your blazer or wearing a vest that doesn't look like your skin. I think that should be the rule. Yeah, yeah, because like the we're in the middle here and like. Yeah, no. Okay, the performance look I definitely like. I really like the leather suit with the scarf. But yeah, no, the clueless one is really, really ugly. I don't like the jacket. I'm like not into that clueless print, never have been. Um, I think it's like it was good in clueless, but I think it's one of those yeah. things that's like, why do we need to like dwell on this? Why are we recreating this? Like, there's kind of no, it doesn't have that like mobility that I think a lot of other stuff has. Yeah, it's like every year there's a lot of people dress like whatever, that's fine. But well, like if you're dressing up as like what's her face from Clueless? So yeah. sorry, listeners, um, that are gonna Cher. get ready for that share. Exactly. I think exactly. so. Claire share. Oh my god. Wow, this is gonna be the end of my era. I'm gonna get canceled for this for not remembering her name. But no, if you dress up as her, that's like the outfit. Yes, I get it. But like this sort like all these like homage, homage, whatever you wanna say, mm-hmm. these you know people that are trying to be that it's like kind of there's no it's not going anywhere there's there's nowhere to go and this is coming from someone that like shouldn't have an opinion in fashion like I don't think I dress in a way that is like particularly cutting edge or like doing anything that is like 
beyond the norm but I feel like that's fine yeah I think yeah I think there's just like why did he have to like why did it have to be inspired by Clueless like what or like was like, it even we, like why did we need the exact was print it even or, yeah we need, oh, we need right. an apology from the designer we need an explanation from yeah, the designer at those points. That, yeah that outfit that outfit definitely a fail um sorry harry sorry harry love you mate love you mate but the clueless jacket was not it it was not working for you but yeah i'm kind of on the other hand i'm really hoping i feel like cringe culture is kind of dying out um and i'm really hoping that while as that's happening that actually leaves room for more nuance and critique if that makes sense like i can like me making fun of Harry Styles' outfit is not like me participating in cringe culture. I want it to be like, I just think this is ugly and that's my opinion, but obviously you don't have to have that opinion. Like, I feel like in the peak of cringe, which I would say is like when I was on YouTube in middle school, like 2015, mm-hmm. 16, people like Rescum made yeah. entire careers off of, you know, making, reacting to cringe stuff. And I love Cody and Noel. So I'm not condemning them for having their That's Cringe series because they're genuinely funny. And because they're like, I don't know, comedians or their entire social media platform is based on the fact that they're funny and they just use people, these extreme examples for like really good com- commentary material. Like, I don't think that that is bad. I appreciate that. So like, they're going to be the one exception in my mind. Yeah, because yeah, like, I love them too. Because I love them to death and I always <laughs> have. But like the general cringe culture where like just any and everyone goes on Twitter and like quote retweets or like you can stitch videos on TikTok and is like look at these people that are happy and even though it's like kind of weird to me like I don't know there's this phenomenon on Twitter where like people will just download a whole minute long TikTok of someone kind of just existing in a certain way and they'll just like put it on Twitter to be bitter about it and be like isn't this person so weird aren't these people weird and it's like I think they're weird, but I'm not gonna like make a spectacle out of it. Like, I feel like that's just like miserable people behavior. Exactly. And you're really like have to go out of your way to do that. Yeah. Like, Why are you like, downloading whole video? Like, isn't that a waste of your time? Like if you really like don't like these people or like wanna hate them, then just like don't give it any attention. I don't know. Like yeah that's I feel like I don't even that's why I like don't really I don't use TikTok Mm -hmm. but it's like because it's constantly just like people like just shitting on other people I mean I'm like laughing because like mm, that's what my content is also kind of about yeah Um, well but you know and no and, and I'm like and I'm totally like I don't I like doing that like with other people in person I feel like my like, I definitely do not need to express, like, all of my beliefs, like, on the internet, and, like, I don't, like, want other, I don't need other people to know, I guess. Right. Like, my rule for myself is always, like, well, it has to come with, like, a, an actual joke. Like, if I'm mm-hmm. exploiting someone's past or, like, present, you know, like, behaviors that I think are, like, easy to make fun of or that I can make a joke out of it I'm going to make a joke out of it I'm not just going to be like 
wow, these people are so weird. Cause that's like with, that's the thing about Twitter is that there's a lot of that on Twitter where it's just like, these people are so weird. I feel like if I have a joke about some large popular content creator, like I, yes, it kind of, it's like hypocritical on my behalf. Cause it does kind of participate in cringe culture, but I do like that as a whole, it seems to be dying out and sort of going back to camp. I feel like a lot of people are like using that more and more as a way to like justify them liking something that would have previously just been like cringy. I think a lot of people know how to use the word camp and understand that I don't even have like the dictionary definition on me. We've been talking about it for a while. So I apologize to my listeners that didn't get a camp definition. Okay. Well, camp is like a fashion. It's like a style and it's like just really extravagant and it's kind of like also to like amuse people um and it can kind of be like whatever yeah and it's sort of like it, it's appealing camp is like appealing because of its like bad taste and ironic yeah. value specifically so I do think a lot of people generally understand that when they're using it but I do kind of think it's funny that like people will be like this is camp and it's like them listening to big time rush which I'm here for I'm definitely here for but I because it it replaces like this is cringy like the idea that like I can't Uh be cringe so like I'm kind of excited for what seems to be on the horizon which is just that like people are going to be listening things or like publicly showing that they listen to things not for the sake of like irony or like being unironic about something like people are just going to be more free about their interests because you know there's an issue which isn't really much of an issue if you like literally go outside and are not online but like people feeling the need to conform to like liking things just because it's not cringe or it's cool I don't know yeah that okay that also brings me to something else I was thinking of like the constant like having to like like consuming like the media and um and like constantly wanting to like change and and um like be a different person online I feel like I like going and like spending a bunch of time on like Pinterest and like going through trends and like looking at clothes like it I've kind of like stopped doing that and I've like saved so much money because I'm not looking at like clothes online and I'm not like comparing what other people are buying to what I'm buying and anyway this is just we're I was wanting to talk about like sustainability and stuff too Mm -hmm. so but like um yeah it's like just constantly like trying to like shape the way the people on the internet look at you is really like it just it's like so time consuming it's exhausting so exhausting because you feel like you need to like in the sense of what you're getting at which is just overconsumption based off of the fact that if you are wearing something for too long or like fitting into an aesthetic for long for too long or what you think is too long you feel like you're gonna get left behind and then whatever you're dressing like or like sort of portraying yourself to be aesthetically is just gonna be maybe cringe is the word or just sort of like not with it and I think that fear 
is something that perpetuates fast fashion or or these like $200, $600 like Shein hauls because people yeah. are just so afraid of like being like basic or like behind or like not wearing cute things. I mean, maybe fear isn't the sole per- like driver of it. I just think that a lot of people have this idea of what they think fashion is supposed to be and like how much you're supposed to own at once. And it's totally distorted, not which is not their fault. Like it's not necessarily, the, it's the consumer's fault. Like, yes, you have to be responsible, but like, I'm not going to be mad at like an impression. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like the corporations. I mean, th- that's why we're here in the first place. Like with this. Yeah. I'm not going to be mad at a 14 year old that buys like a hundred dollars worth of Shein because they feel like they want all this trendy stuff. Like, cause they're not, they just are conforming to what they think they're supposed to do or what they're, they think they're supposed to own. Yeah. And But then, like, what I think is just, like, what I hate is, like, the influencers who also promote Shein and, or Shein or whatever, and, like, do the hauls, too. Mm -hmm. And, like, they're getting all this stuff for free, and then they're, like, posting these, like, bad brands and promoting it, and it's, like, they're doing it all for free, and then they're getting, like, other people to just spend their money at these places, and... I don't know it like I wish some people what I think something I think is interesting is like the way that PR packages are done and Mm -hmm. like just the constant like advertising on social media um I feel like especially with people on TikTok like like everything that they like when they like post on Instagram like all their clothes are like it's like a spawn the whole thing is like a sponsored post Mm -hmm. and that sets such like an unrealistic like yeah weird in everyone else's minds who like aren't getting PR packages because it's not like the person getting the PR package is paying for it yeah and that's they're trying to get you to buy it right but but then it looks like this person's like so awesome and oh they can afford all this stuff like I don't know it makes it kind of makes me mad because I feel like it's like without like really thinking about it you would kind of like not notice oh yeah like I see I've seen like PR people like those like LA influencers that just get like PR stuff all the time and they're always wearing outfits that are like a different outfit every day just because they get so much PR and I've been like, mm, I'm going to figure out how I can get on this, like, P- how the hell I can, like, be a part of this. Because I want all this cool free clothing from places that are pretty expensive, but not necessarily even sustainable, just, like, more yeah. expensive. Um, but then it's like, oh, yeah, no, like, these are the reasons why they post up. And even if they're getting PR from sustainable brands, they'll post up in their, like, new trendy whatever. And then you have you know, AliExpress, Shein, other places that like steal designs mm-hmm. and whatnot, like we'll just immediately copy and paste that. And so then you yeah. have all the 14 year old, 13, even like, why do I keep saying younger teens? Like there are people our age, so like 17, 18, 19, who just see what the PR, like what the PR clothing is and are like, I know that there's a dupe out here. And so I'm just going to buy it for really cheap from a really like bad brand. And everyone is wearing the same thing. Yeah. And like it's all like s- super cheap 
usually because it's like from the AliExpress and stuff. It's so, yeah, those designs go straight to those other companies. And then, then everyone starts wearing the same thing. I don't know. Yeah, and then it lasts for like three weeks because the clothing like yeah. physically cannot survive the wash more than like four times. So it's just, that's like the cycle of fast fashion is that, you know, the trends come and go a lot faster because of the way that they can be produced a lot faster. Yeah, it's really weird to watch and then like kind of participate in to a certain extent. Like you see a piece and you're like, well, you know, I can treat myself. I can get one thing from a bad place one time this year. But then you like feel really gross afterwards. I don't know. I've been yeah. trying to shop. If I've been shopping for any new clothing that I've bought in probably, I guess the past, like in 2021, at least that I can remember, everything I've bought that isn't from like a secondhand seller online or a secondhand seller like in the city is like from a new small brand that like I know who the people are like I could like talk easily access the people who started them because they started them recently yeah so like that's been a good habit for me just to feel like better about oh like this is kind of like a cool new thing but I'm just gonna spend a lot of money on this one piece that this like person made yeah and I that's like it, they always last longer and it's like so much cooler and yeah I realized like even like just the overconsumption is like such a big part of it because like even like during the summer I feel like I would buy a lot of clothes but I'd like spend so much still like spend so much money on Depop and stuff but like just like even if you're buying stuff sustainably, like like trying to get myself to like realize I don't need to buy new clothes every like week um, is something I've been trying to work on. Yeah. Because even though saying that I did buy myself a new pair of pants, but they're really cool. So, mm-hmm. you know. If I you buy to- like one expensive, like nice high quality thing, like every so often, I think that's kind of like, that, 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 that's like fair game and like yeah. obviously I can't police like you know everyone has their different situation like you have people who are lower income that like when they like get need to get clothes in bulk and like they want it to be cute like they're going to have to buy it from some place that is like fast fashion yeah, that's and not- you know I'm not there to like be like you're a terrible person it's more that it's like well if you have can afford to be like conscientious about how much and like where you're buying from like there's really no excuse from that point from that jumping off point like where you can be spending your money exactly because like shopping sustainably like isn't necessarily easy all the time or cheap but like if you yeah anyone who has the money should be doing it because it's and there are so many like there are so many places to Mm -hmm. buy stuff when you just like have to do like maybe a little bit more research than just like going on to AliExpress but like right um what I try to do sometimes is like for places like Dolls Kill that I don't want to support the brand but I know that they have cool brands like on their website I'll like usually like suss out like what the brands are that they're like buying from that they have in their catalog and sort of like going to those brands and like oh is this just another like is this like a sister to dolls kill or is this more like a very new small business that they're like putting on the map and so that way I can feel 
like I know like what I'm buying from a lot better than just somewhere that's like large and shitty like Dolls Kill is. Um, also, I have mixed feelings about Depop as an entity because while I like am a consumer and I do like that I can get cute secondhand clothes on there, the whole phenomenon of like people going into like lower income neighborhoods and like buying out all the basics to like make their own DIY that they can like resell like they are buying these things for like probably like no more than like five dollars each and then they DIY it and can make it up to like forty dollars and that's something that's like oh my god it's it's really irritating but it's also like well who am I like I can't stop these people you know yeah Depop is I have a lot of thoughts. Um, Well, now's the time. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So yeah, that part really irks me. Like, because I don't know if you've ever like gone into a Goodwill and seen one of the people like just grabbing everything, but like, and they go into like the kids section too and take like all of the like actual baby t-shirts and they sell them as like baby tees, but like this they in this if you read how big the shirts are it's like an extra extra small and they're getting like $30 for like a cute child's print top that they spent like $2 on probably child's clothes are so cheap at Goodwill um but then they're just taking out that whole section yeah like it's so important to only like get what you need when you're going to the thrift shops um yeah because the people that come out with just huge carts of just stuff to resell on depop i also don't even understand who is buying from these people because they usually sell them it's like so expensive but there was this one girl on depop um and she like she had to like delete her account because she was getting so much hate because like god like she just like only it was like children's clothes and she was selling stuff for like $40 a piece and like but it's it's so weird because it's like well it's technically like it's definitely more it's sustainable than buying from a huge corporation but I don't know it's not really it's not any better than buying from a huge corporation I don't because you're taking away resources from other people that might need it it's so weird um yeah because someone could be buying like a cute piece that they see on depop and it's like yeah that is technically second hand but you don't always you can't always tell what the full story is if that person got it at goodwill for like a dollar and then they they did some shit to it or like whatever they just like price it up because they think it's like cute or trendy like the baby clothes like that doesn't feel like it still feels like it defeats the premise of being like a sustainable consumer yeah and also the people who like do that and start like their own little like they like start their sustainable brand but they're just buying stuff from the baby section at Goodwill and then like maybe bedazzling it and then yeah like you can you cannot market that as sustainable because it's really not um it's like a fine line though because people who want to start their sustainable brands like it is going to be more expensive for you to shop at like a slightly higher end vintage shop like say wasteland or afterlife or indigo vintage for example it is harder to build up your repertoire from like buying those more expensive vintage pieces 
and then reselling them or DIYing them to fit your sustainable brand. While that's definitely harder, I feel like it is a better, it's a slightly better alternative than just taking clothing from sections where like people who are in need of like affordable clothing, like can no longer get their babies, like nice clothing. And, and I think like going to the thrift store to like get a couple of like t-shirts to like DIY, that's fine. But like, if you're going and spending like $200 at Goodwill on, it's kind of like, cause you're not, if you're taking two t-shirts or something, it's fine to DIY, whatever. Obviously everyone's allowed to shop at Goodwill, mm-hmm. but like, I, it's just like those like huge hauls. I feel like there's nothing good comes out of those like huge hauls like the sheen hauls and everything right if there's one thing you can take away from being sustainable it's literally just the overconsumption. yeah like that is just the bottom line in whatever you're doing wherever you're shopping from like think about the quantity yeah because you really don't need to consume that much um and I guess when going on depop it's you just kind of have to I guess look at whose clothes you're buying and because you can tell pretty easily if it's someone's page who obviously just like goes to their local goodwill and takes stuff from the baby rack or if it's like an actual like vintage seller who has like because you actually like have to be like licensed to be a vintage seller and you and you get um like access to vintage warehouses and stuff around the country that you can't you don't have like we would not have access to that and so vintage selling and reselling is like an actual thing but the people that just go to goodwill and just like take all of their stock that's like definitely not the same thing um and yeah so you can pretty easily figure it out looking through depop it's just like if they have so much of the same thing and all their tops are just like an extra small. Um, Also Depop, I will say though, has an amazing algorithm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't really like buy clothes on Depop. I like search for clothes on Depop and then um, search for those things on other websites and internet. So I kind of use it as like a starting point because usually the price points are ridiculous on Depop too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it has a great algorithm if you spend time on it. And I spend like, probably I spend like two hours a week probably just like scrolling and searching, like looking for inspo and stuff. So I, it's good in that way. But another thing I hate about it is everyone's like in search of posts. Oh um, my God they drive me like up the walls yeah um because like because even though depop's algorithm is good they're they recommend you things but sometimes they're just people's in search of posts because that's what like because they're putting the clothes like as the picture and and it's just like it's filled with all these people's wish lists yeah like i don't need to see this i have my own goddamn wish list yeah also who is like who really is going around and like commenting on the in search of posts and telling people I have this item? Cause I know Depop I- is competitive. Like nobody on there wants to help someone out and be like, oh, I exactly. saw this. Cause like, they're just going to buy it. So like, what, yeah. what are you gaining? Like nothing. It's, yeah, I know. I feel like they're very useless. 
Yeah, I will say I don't spend that much time on Depop just out of frustration. Like I get very quickly frustrated with like the fact, like also just kind of the groupings too. Cause like I'm a size like small to medium for like a top. That's like th- what I'm wearing right now, like a tank top or maybe a t-shirt and then maybe a large, but like for a jacket, I want definitely like a large, extra large. And I feel like when I search things, like even the subcategories, I like, can't differentiate. Like there are just some things about it where I'm like, why the hell can't you show me this? Or, like, why are you showing me all this when I filtered it this way? Like, hello, yeah. please. Like I cannot yeah. fit into these clothes. Like that's another thing. It's just that like looking online, even if something says that it's my size, I I really have no idea. Cause like every single, every single pant period on the face it's of the different. earth is different. Even if the sizing is like what your other sizing is. So that's like just another reason why I just end up going on for like 10 minutes and I find some cute stuff and I don't buy it. And then it's like, okay, well now I'm pissed because I can't buy these fucking pants because Mm -hmm. I have no idea what this looks like on a human person that looks like me. So yeah, I guess that's a problem with online shopping in general, but you know. Yeah, online pants shopping is pretty hard. Yeah, I even get, I even feel lucky, like, when the flea market was open, the Alameda one, like, when I would go and I would hold up the pants around my neck and kind of, like, guess, I would be like, so this is either going to be, like, terrible or, like, perfect, and I've lucked out usually, but still, it's a lot better to be in person with clothing and, like, to feel it and whatnot. Yeah, trying on is definitely, yeah, I've ordered so many things and been, like, disappointed. Well, this week's episode was unfortunately cut shorter than I thought it was going to be just because of the fact that my laptop ran out of storage so the Zoom meeting stopped recording. But that being said, it's still a full hour long so I guess let me know if this is the preferred episode length, if this is easier for you to get through and I guess we'll see who's actually making it through this time. But that being said, I'd like to thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Often Wrong, Never in Doubt with Montgomery West.